Welcome to the Ask a Swim Pro Show. My name is Ferris Sabati, co-founder and CEO of My Swim Pro. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, Dr. Sean Sullivan from San Francisco. How you doing? Hey, good, Ferris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, so we're really excited to have you on the show. We are in the middle of a global pandemic and a lot of uncertainty in the world, and we know the importance of mental training. We, we've talked a lot about physical training with my swim pro and all of our channels, but really excited to get your perspective on the mental training side of things. And I guess the, the first question that a lot of people have asked us, and I'll forward it to you, is you know, how do you stay mentally strong in a time of so much uncertainty and so many things are different today than they were just a month ago? Yeah, so that's tricky. So what's helpful, Paris? Is it helpful for me to give a little bit of background on myself or do you want to jump right in or what is the best approach? That would be fantastic. Let's go ahead and get a little bit of context so we know who we're hearing from. Okay, okay. So I'm a clinical psychologist and I have been doing this this mental training you know, with my patients out here in San Francisco for 10 plus years now. I think I've been saying 10 years for two years, so we might be up to 12 by now. <laughs> um, I uh, did my research, my clinical research on the application of technology to psychology, and I came out here and did my postdoc in health psychology. And over the years, my practice grew into seeing people for performance, whether it was, you know, they were struggling with mental health and they wanted to get back to good, or they were doing well with mental health and doing okay in their job, but wanted to do great. And then athletes started coming in. So I started working with athletes, you know, from the weekend warrior all the way up to professional athletes and then Olympic athletes and then an Olympic gold medalist. So I've had an opportunity to see a lot of this and, um, and practice a lot of it in my own life. And, um, you know, any, any person that you're working with who's not practicing themselves and doesn't tell you that it really came into their life because they wanted to develop some mastery themselves, I would question that. So that's a little bit of the background. Um, I've also developed a number of different kinds of programs and one of them is 30 day brain that I'm sure we'll be sharing. And this allows you to go in and put some of these practices. Well, all the best ones that I've put down into both video and audio to work in your own life on your own. Awesome. And so we're, we're speaking with an expert and this is really, really good. And you you know, working with athletes, you know, whether it's professional level or the weekend warriors. Um, so, you know, if you're a swimmer, how do you, how do you cope or what, what should you be thinking about to re, you know, reset your mindset around this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me just go back a little bit from that question, because I feel like in this particular moment, it's really important for all of us to acknowledge there's this whole range of, of uncertainty and of suffering that's going on. Right. And so, you know, the audience that's tuning into this may not be directly impacted by having, you know, coronavirus or have a family member, but I really do think it's important to contextualize what we're talking about in what's going on and people are really suffering, either having it, loved ones, having it, you know, loss of life, all of the range of situations. And then most of us, are struggling with the uncertainty that you're talking about, whether it's economic or it's lifestyle. And now I will get to our wanting to not only maintain maybe our training, mental training and in some of the physical training that might be impossible to do if you're a swimmer, um, but also come out of this better than we came into it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, let's see, to me right now is a outside of if you're in the category, the last, the latter category we just talked about, an ideal opportunity. 
And the reason that I say that really relates to what mental training is in my mind. And I sort of can get into a little bit of a definition of that in a moment. But the reason why it's a really valuable moment to me is because typically what happens is that we have a, a standard structure to our day. And for a swimmer, that might mean, you know, getting in the pool or doing your preparation for the pool. And those things are stripped out of your life now. And so when you think about an analog between the current daily experience today and what you usually have, you have this, all of the pillars in your mind are gone. The pillars meaning the touch points throughout your day that structure your day. And so with those gone, you have this blank slate. And then what happens? Well, because the brain is designed to be looking for, looking for how to solve uncertainty. So seeing uncertainty, looking for how to solve it. If you have none of those touch points that are typical for you, the anxiety goes up because you're searching and you're seeing nothing in terms of what the structure of your historical day is. And that history gives you certainty, gives you a, a level of confidence. And so the reason why this is a perfect time for training is that you've torn all that away. And now the first piece of what mental fitness training is, is the capacity to observe what's occurring in your inner world, in your brain and body. And so without, when you have all of the background that's structured and certain and, and daily, it's really hard to see the nuanced changes in how your brain operates. Well, now you have none of that. And so when you go inside and, for example, do a meditation to observe what's arising in your brain when you're feeling stress, it's going to be a lot easier for you to see what the content is, meaning what are the feelings that are arising? What, what are, for most people, it's what are the thoughts that are arising that are causing the stress? Um, and so I, you know, I won't take too much time up on that, but just recognizing, yes, there's uncertainty, yes, there's suffering, but right now there's an opportunity that you won't be forced, it won't be forced upon you certainly probably for the rest of your life. And so take advantage of that vacuum by spending a lot of time observing how your brain is changing in that vacuum of uncertainty. Because that, if you can get that, then you can start to put intentions in place and move towards those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's actually really interesting to hear it from that perspective, you know, looking at this silver lining of this is an opportunity, you know, depending on your situation, this is the opportunity. Um, and you, you sort of define mental training. How would you, a lot of people know what physical training is. It's, you know, you go up and down the pool, you're working out, you're doing push-ups, your heart rate's elevated. How would you define mental training then? Right. So um, I think of all of us, or I, I have come to think of all of us as life athletes, right? I grew up as an athlete. I'm sure a lot of the folks that are listening to this grew up as athletes, but a life athlete is the same thing. You know, whatever you're doing, it is moving towards, you know, becoming a master, developing mastery over that. And for me, because I'm a psychologist probably who has worked with people who struggle with mental health, as well as people who are athletes, weekend warriors, and then wanting to become, you know, great athletes of some sort. I've come to see the process of change as the same thing. So that's this mental fitness question or mental training question that you're asking. And I think the easiest and, and sort of most effective way to think about it is to break it down into two parts. And the first part is the piece that I just talked about. That is the practice of recognizing what your mental activity is in any given moment on an ongoing basis, right? And that, and so if we break that down, that means what are the thoughts? What are the emotions? What are the feelings? What are the wishes or fears? Basically, what's the content that's arising into your mind in each moment? 
Mm-hmm. And, and as I said, right now, because all other content has been stripped away, we can get really practiced at observing the content that's arising. So I, I think of that as step one. And then step two is taking strategic steps to shift your mental activity that you can now or you're now getting better at recognizing more into line with your actual intentions, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, in the case of swimming, that might mean, and you might have to help me out a little bit on this, Ferris, but how are you wanting to feel when you're at the starting line getting into the pool? How do you want to feel when you're coming to an important turn? How do you want to feel when you're coming down the home stretch and if you're competing? Um, and if you're just training to, you know, extend your capacity, what are the pieces of that puzzle that you want to be able to in real time observe how your emotional life is occurring when you're under stress, which is what training tends to put you under and shift it intentionally and strategically into a mindset that's actually going to, you know, I can tell you by definition, this, the science we have behind this is really clear, produce better results. If you can make that shift in that moment, because your physiology changes and your capacity to perform is going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what you're describing t- to me, what we've done on a couple of teams I've been on, uh, we do visualization. So, you know, when you're at the swimming pool, you smell the aroma of the chlorine. And if you're visualizing a race, you know, the, the sound of the starter calling you on the blocks and, and all of those things. Is this similar to that or is this kind of deeper on another level? So I, I would say a component of it is very similar to that. So the first piece, though, even if you want to get great at visualization, mm-hmm. being able to clear your mind of activity is sort of a first step to that because the more uh, powerful your visualization, the greater the change is going to be in, inside mm-hmm. you and the more that's going to sustain. And the more it sustains, the, the greater you're able to recall it when you need it, right? Mm-hmm. So the first step is really being able to know yourself, know your mind in a vacuum well enough to recognize what are the patterns that arise for you when stress occurs so you know i've worked with a lot of tennis players because i grew up as a tennis player and an example that i think is probably an analog here is that you show up at the meet or the tournament and you see someone that you've competed against before and and what thoughts come to your mind you know it might be if you haven't done a lot of training that you're thinking oh my god that that guy kicked my ass last time Mm -hmm. Uh, what's going to happen this time. But if you have done the training and you really worked at this, the narrative that occurs in, inside your brain, uh, you know, based on what you're talking about, having done some of the visualization, but also just really having done the foundational work of knowing yourself is, hey, you know, I know what happened six months ago. This guy doesn't know or this woman doesn't know what I've been doing in the interim. So let's see what happens this time because I know how to cope with the situation in an entirely different way than I did last time. And you know, any athlete who's been doing doing their craft for a while knows that that mental component is a massive percentage of performance. Mm-hmm. Totally, the mental S edge is, is huge. Um, can you give maybe some examples, um, not, not of specific athletes of course, but where you've seen the benefits of mental training in athletic performance? I know you mentioned you worked with a lot of professional athletes. Like what, maybe it'd be really interesting to hear some stories of like how the positive impact and change over time that you've been able to help foster. Yeah, so it runs the whole gamut. You know, what comes to mind is I work with one guy who is, you know, a top level competitive sort of regional tennis player. And what we developed for him through doing the work together, actually the work that is in that 30 day brain.com program is a process that builds you a three minute uh, narrative 
that you can read to yourself and hopefully eventually sort of memorize so you can bring yourself into that uh, peak performance state. Mm-hmm. And so he would use this. He recorded himself. You know, we worked on it. He structured it. And then he recorded it himself in audio. And then he would put the headphones on on the changeovers between uh, in tennis. It's every odd game. Right. So you're sitting down for a minute and a half and get himself into that state that he wanted to get in. So that's sort of one example on the weekend. Uh, no, he's more than a weekend warrior. He was like a serious competitor. But then if you move up to the, you know, a guy I work with, David Winton, who's talked about a little bit on that website too, is a is an Ironman athlete mm-hmm. who came from nothing. I mean, coming in 2000th place one year and then qualifying for the Kona World Championships two years later. And, you know, obviously that doesn't happen mm-hmm. overnight and there's enormous amount of physical training that goes into it. But David was a guy that for me, it hit me so hard how much this mental performance training worked. And I'll say, you know, some people are very natural at it and some people really need to work at it just like in the physical aspect of this, but you can learn it. With David, for some reason, it was extremely uh, intuitive and natural to him and was working in uncanny ways. Uh, And I'll tell this story, it's almost difficult to believe, but David was imagining before one of his Ironman events that he just would have six medals around his neck, six gold medals at the end of the event. And uh, we were experimenting a little bit because there weren't six events he was competing in. And I thought this is okay, you know, but it sometimes helps to exaggerate the vision, right? To get to the vision. Well, it turns out that David stood on the podium of that event with six gold medals around his neck. And one of them was because his teammates had voted for him as the most supportive teammate in the training leading up to the event. And when I saw that and talked to David about it, we were really both sort of blown blown away. Um, and it was it's very emotional to see how much that kind of thinking in the right way and imagining and dreaming and preparing for your goal can can come into uh, fruition in your life. Um, David went on, and this is, I think, a, a really interesting piece of this narrative, to compete in a uh, trial event for the Kona World Championships, which if you're an Ironman, like, that's the yeah. biggest, the biggest right. deal, right? And he came in first in his division, 25 and, and under, or I think it was 23 to 25, because they have the different age ranges. And he, in, in just under 10 hours, qualified for Kona. And so we're talking afterwards. And he told me that I asked him what was the mental training piece that helped the most. And he said, you know, when you're in the last two hours of an Ironman, um, your folks know what Ironman is in general, right? This is the pain game. You're at the marathon. (laughs) Let's just say for someone great at it, it takes 10 hours. So (laughs) So he's in the marathon exactly at this point, because that's the last component, the third component. And he said in the last couple hours when you're running, you know, every time you see shade, all your body wants to do is go sit down and just get, just get that. It doesn't matter if you're winning or losing. That's all your body wants to happen. Uh, and he said that happened to him repetitively. And because he had done the training, he knew that that was going to come to him. And he had prepared a shift, a very intentional strategic shift out of that. So he kept bringing his body out of that, bringing his body out of it. And so, and here's the, another last piece of this. He's standing waiting uh, to get on the podium and he's standing next to the female athlete in his age division who came in first also and they're chatting and he mentioned this to her and she said exactly the same thing for me. I, every time I saw shade, I wanted to go in it. I had done my mental training and it worked. And so, yeah, 
every time we get a nugget of sort of real world efficacy like that, it motivates me to tell people, hey, this is a huge component of success. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so the world is going to get back to normal and, you know, at some point, whatever that new normal is. So when we're getting back to competitions and even if it's not a competing in a swim meet, it might be just being really consistent towards a goal, you know, four times a yeah. week, losing weight, whatever it is. What are some ways, like, is there a nugget or like a best tip? And maybe it can be a preview of the 30 day brain training that you that you alluded to. Like, what what's your best tip for something that you can tangibly, you know, think about doing, incorporating into your routine? Okay, so yes, as you said, all of the every you know thing that I've learned, I put down in that program. Um, I think that the most helpful tip to begin to incorporate this into your life and sort of contextualize it in your life is every morning when you wake up. This is it can be tricky for some people, but you can do it. Before you open your eyes, you wake up, right? And if you take that moment to observe what are the first thoughts that come into your mind you're going to notice a pattern if you do that for a little while. And, and for some people, it's like, I'm going to get up and kiss, kick ass today. And I got to get my coffee and let's get going. And for other people, and probably particularly right now, right? It is, it, oh, geez, like another, another difficult day I got to grind through. And so if you, if you begin to notice that you are beginning, I think the most important part of the, the brain training or mental fitness training, which is coming to become aware of what's going through your mind. If you started that at the beginning of the day, even if you don't do anything else, what's happening is that you now brought that an awareness of what's going through your mind into your conscious mind, instead of just sort of having it unconscious or subconscious. And once you've done that, then your brain is forced to, to cope with it. And if it's something that it doesn't like, then, you know, it's going to tend to see what it can do to make changes. But the first step is bringing it into conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So when you're in bed, you wake up, don't open your eyes, keep your eyes closed and and have that self-awareness. And I guess how long do you think it'll take to start to become more aware uh, if you can follow that? Right. So, you know, I don't mean to overly hit on the 30 day brain programs. But the point of the 30 days, we actually start out with 21 days because that's, you know, the, some of the research shows mm-hmm. it takes 21 days to build a habit. Um, and then we extended it to 30 because really that research is, well, it depends what the habit is, right? If you want to drink a glass of water every day, it can take X amount of time. And if you want to become an Olympic athlete, it's going to take yeah. Y amount of time. Right. But I would say if you if you do that habitually for a couple weeks, you're going to start to notice that even if you forget to do it, sometimes it'll come back. And beginning to build this into your life is, to me, that's the most valuable thing. You start to build the habits. And, you know, as we increase knowledge around how to manage our emotional lives, everything becomes impacted. So, yeah, a couple weeks. I mean, that's not a scientific answer, but just from experience. Yeah, and the importance of building habit. Uh, And you mentioned the 30-day brain training. So we'll link that in the description of the video. So make sure you check that out if you're interested. I think really it's it's free. It's free for 30 days. We should tell people. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so check it out. Link in the description. Um, The importance of mental training as well as physical training. I guess, do you have any uh, last-minute tips for for the fans that are watching about how they can take their mental fitness and mental training to the next level? Um, you know, one of the things that's come up for me a lot in this experience, which is, it's a unique time, right? Um, 
I even noticed the first say the you know, first few days didn't notice much, and then days three through nine, I was noticing, wow, my body is really responding differently. For you know, I don't see a lot going on in the outer world that's changed. I'm still doing my my workouts, but my body is changing, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a unique time. So we talked about at the beginning recognizing that and the uncertainty, and and so what I would say is, given that it's a unique time, recognize it could be a month, a couple months, whatever it is. I would say start to develop an intention about how you want to come out of this, right? You're going to come out, you know, better or worse or the same. And for a lot of us, this is a reset, right? I don't, you know, if you're 25, maybe it's your quarter life reset. If you're 50, it might be your half life reset, whatever it is for you say, um, I have a forced opportunity to redefine or, or clearly define how I want to live the rest of my life. And, and, and I, I talked about, the second half of mental fitness is being very intentional and strategic about how you want your experience to be. And so I would just say, get clear on your definitions on that. And that's not one time. That is, you start, you get it, and then each day, you know, you can iterate. It's, it's an ongoing process, but make the most of this opportunity that way would be my suggestion. That's what I'm doing. Awesome. Well, Dr. Sean Sullivan, we really thank you for your time and sharing your incredible wisdom with our community. Uh, We'll link in the description the 30-day mental training guide, and we wish you the best. Good luck, and we wish everyone stay safe, stay healthy. Absolutely. Yes, thank you for having me, and good to see you.